Chapter Twenty Four of In New England Fields and Woods by Roland E. Robinson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Nemo. A rainy day in camp. The plans of the camper, like those of other men, gang aft agly. The morrow, which he proposed to devote to some long-desired hunting or fishing trip, is no more apt to dawn propitiously on him than on the husbandman the mariner or any other mortal who looks to the weather for special favour on the contrary instead of the glowing horizon and the glory of the sunburst that should usher in the morning the slow dawn is quite apt to have the unwelcome accompaniment of rain the hearing first alert of the drowsy senses catches the sullen patter of the drops on tent or shanty their spiteful hissing fall on the smouldering embers of the campfire and with a waft of damp earth and herbage stealing into his nostrils the disappointed awakener turns fretfully under his blanket and crawls forth to have his lingering hope smothered in the veil of rain that blurs the landscape almost to annihilation he mutters anathemas against the weather then takes the day as it has come to him for better or for worse first to make the best of it he piles high the campfire and dispels with its glow and warmth some cubic feet of gloom and dampness then he sets about breakfast-making scurrying forth from shelter to fire in rapid culinary forays battling with the smoke for glimpses of the contents of kettle and pan his repast is as pungent with smoke as the strong waters of glenlivet but if that is valued for its flavor of peat reek why should he scorn food for the like quality then if he delights in petty warfare with the elements to bide the pelting of the rain to storm the abatis of wet thickets and suffer the sapping and mining of insidious moisture he girds up his loins and goes forth with rod or gun as his desire of conquest may incline him but if he has come to his outing with the intention of pursuing sport with bodily comfort he is at once assured that this is unattainable under the present conditions of the weather shall he beguile the tediousness of a wet day in camp with books and paper nay if they were not left behind in the busy plodding world that he came here to escape from they should have been he wants nothing here that reminds him of traffic or politics nothing of history for now he has only to do with the present nothing of travel for his concern now is only with the exploration of this wild domain he does not wish to be bothered with fiction idealized reality is what he desires neither does he care for what other men have written of nature her book is before him and he may read it from first hands looking forth from his snug shelter on the circumscribed landscape he marvels at the brightness of a distant yellow tree that shines like a living flame through the veil of mist the blaze of his sputtering campfire is not brighter he notices as perhaps he never did before how distinctly the dark ramage of their branches is traced among the brilliant leaves as if with their autumnal hues they were given transparency some unfelt waft of the upper air cast aside for a moment the curtain of mist 
and briefly discloses a mountain peak radiant with all the hues of autumn and it is as if one were given as in a dream a glimpse of the undiscovered country he realizes a dreamy pleasure in watching the waves coming in out of the obscurity and dashing on the shore or pulsing away in the faded leaden lines into the mystery of the rack in the borders of the mist the ducks revel in the upper and nether wetness and with uncanny laughter the loon rejoices between his long explorations of the aquatic depth a mink as heedless of rain as the waterfowl comes stealing along the shore thridding the intricacies of driftwood and web of wave-washed tree roots often peering out an inquisitive examination of the quiet camp less cautious visitors draw nearer the friendly chickadee hanging from the nearest twig the nuthatch sounding his penny trumpet accompanied by the tap of the woodpecker as one creeps down the other up a tree trunk the scolding jays making as noisy protest over human intrusion as if they had just discovered it a saucy squirrel scoffing and jeering till tired of his raillery he settles down to quiet nut rasping under shelter of his tail there are unseen visitors too wood mice astir under cover of the fallen leaves and just discernible among the patter of the falling rain and of the squirrel's filings footfalls unidentified till a ruffed grouse starts new showers from the wet branches in the thunder of his flight narrowed to the width of tent or shanty front the background but a pallid shroud of mist the landscape yet holds much for pleasant study but if the weather-bound camper exhausts this or tires of it he may turn to gun-cleaning or tackle-mending if a guide be with him he can listen to his stories of hunting fishing and adventure or learn woodcraft of him and the curious ways of birds and beasts he may fashion birch-bark campware dippers cups and boxes or whittle a paddle from a smooth rifted maple if he is of artistic turn he can pleasantly devote an hour to etching pictures on the white under surface of the fungus that grows on decaying trees and so provide himself with reminders of this rainy day in camp so with one and another pastime he whiles away the sunless day which almost before he has thought of it merges into the early nightfall and he is lulled to sleep by the same sound that wakened him the drip and patter of the rain and when he looks back to these days of outing he may count this which dawns so unpropitiously not the least pleasant and profitable among them and mark with a white stone the rainy day in camp end of a rainy day in camp